It's time again for Three Point Podcast. Three sports guys, three generations, and three hot takes. The triple threat includes baby boomer Ted Patel of Z92.5 The Castle. Our Gen Xer is Matt Burns of ESPN and the SEC Network out of Charlotte, North Carolina. The millennial man is Jared Patel of Valley Sports Detroit. Comments and questions can be sent by email to threepointpod at gmail.com. Follow Three Point Podcast on social media at Three Point Pod. The fellows will get it rolling right after this from our partners. AZ Printing Solutions, formerly Hankard Sportswear, is a full-service print shop that specializes in screen printing, digital printing, and embroidery. They pride themselves on giving a great product at a great value. The area's go-to printing solution offers a 100% guarantee to exceed your expectations. AZ Printing Solutions has your favorite local spirit wear as well as many other apparel items in stock. Specialty items are available for family, sports, business, and charity events. Call 989-725-2979 or step into the store in downtown Owasso. Rivals Tap House and Grill is the area's go-to spot for the best in food and drink. Meet up with your friends and catch your favorite sporting events on over 20 high-def flat-screen TVs. And our 120-inch projection screen. Rivals can handle your large or small parties and is an awesome spot to put on your fundraising events. Weekly food and drink specials including gourmet burgers, wings, pizza, homemade soup, and salads. Rivals also stocks a large selection of craft and domestic brews. Rivals Tap House and Grill, the official gathering spot of Three Point Podcast, located on the corner of Shiawassee and M21 in Corona. Well, it's time for episode 259 of the Three Point Podcast, presented by Memorial Healthcare Wellness Center and SkyMint Cannabis. March Madness continues. Number one seed Purdue goes down to number 16 FDU and MSU into another Sweet 16, which really makes Matt and Jared happy. Any comments, fellas, before we really dig into it? I'll save it for later. (laughs) We're brought to you by Memorial Health. Memorial Healthcare Wellness Center. As I've mentioned before, over a thousand members already. They have a, a new plan, a new current members only right at the moment, free stretching classes and another big open house coming up at the end of April. Uh, drop on in on many of the fitness classes, check out the therapy pool, relax in the sauna or the steam rooms. You can learn more by going online at memorialhealthcare.org. Also, we're brought to you by SkyMint Cannabis, farm to stash grown right here in Michigan, over 15 locations in the state. Check out the new SkyMint Reserve. If you're over 21, go online at skymint.com. Check out all the great deals there. Gift cards are available. Big discounts right now off of flour at that Corona store. Use the coupon code 3.20 for 20% off SkyMint products. Our other great local partners include AZ Printing Solutions, Capital Sports Fieldhouse, Pro Real Estate and Auction, Nelson House Funeral Homes, Rivals Tap House and Grill, and Success Group Mortgage and Servicing. Well, let's play a little catch-up, boys. It's always good to catch up with you guys. What's been going on? Just keeping up with March Madness, I think, right now, probably all yeah. of us. There's a lot going on, but I got to be honest. Um, I, I think I mentioned you. I don't know if I've mentioned on the pod, but so we're going to take a week off. We've got, you know, spring break. We're, we're kind of busy. And stuff like that. So we're going to take a week off next week as far as the podcast goes. But part of the reason, not not saying it's all about me, but part of the reason is because I'm I'm going to Disney. The whole whole family's going, parents, sisters, everyone, niece, nephews. Awesome. So there's going to be a big old gang, 14 of us down there. 
Um, <laughs> I I kind of took on the the planning just because I've oh, we've no. been to Disney a number of times. We're staying at one of the resorts. Um, we're gonna have a couple days of just being at the resort, you know, to just chill, relax, and um, it's gonna be a blast. It's like upper 80s low 90s down there this time of year the humidity hasn't quite rolled in you know that florida humidity um the the planning role always always sucks because there's no way to i mean ted's always the planner um he usually tries to do some of the planning on a way that usually backfires Um, (laughs) but here we go it's a it's a bad it's a bad position to be in because one you got to do all the work and it sucks and it's a lot of pressure man because no matter what you do no matter how good the vacation goes Something will go wrong and it'll always fall on you. And until you're sitting on your chair poolside, you're worried something's going to get screwed up along the way. You worry that you missed a, a hotel room booking. Uh, you've got a ticket. You didn't get this pass when you should have got this other one. Right. So I'm a little bit worried if I was you. Look, I, I definitely, I, I get what you're saying because it's a lot and you want to make sure everyone's booked. Everyone has their tickets, all of that, all, everything you just said. Luckily, I've done it a, a number of times and I'm a fairly... I'm a pretty organized person. Like I I've got everything printed out. I've got, every, I still like to handwrite stuff to make sure I can check everything off and do all of that. Um, I think I've got it pretty well um, knocked out, but it's going to be fun to see all the kids reactions and, and it's just fun. to get away. It's you funny. Know? It's funny. You say you're fairly organized. Well, oh, that you're very organized <laughs> and I can relate to that. You know, a lot of people call me anal, especially when I, when I go on vacation, Jared's right even though I don't know what the hell he's talking about not away. But when we go on vacation things with the family, I especially if it's a big vacation, like something for going to California and we got to pack in a bunch of stuff, you know, I like the layout day by day outline bullet points in a three ring binder. Got my oh, quest stuff in there. I I go full bore, Matt. And I, I know you can appreciate that. Jerry oh, yeah. has no clue yet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you have to. I mean, yes, it, we, I think we've talked about it before with vacations. It's fun to wing it, you know, just yeah. be like, we're going here. Let's just do whatever the heck we want to do. Uh, not that I get anxiety, but situations <laughs> like that, I'm like, no, I, I, I want to know our hotel. I want to know yep. what I want. I don't want to be the one on the road. Hey, hop on uh, hotels.com and try and find a hotel. No, I want to know where we're going to stay. I'm going to call and I'm going to say, hey, we're going to be a little late. I want to make sure that we don't lose our room all that stuff. So it's going to be fun. And you know, the, the main thing, it's been crazy. I, you guys know, I love my job, very thankful for my job and everything like that. But this first three months of the year, Jared, you can probably relate Ted. I know you're, you're easing into retirement. It's been like crazy busy, man. We're, we're all talking at work. Like the burnout factor is setting in a little bit. So I'm off for 11 days come Friday. And I'm just like, I'm going to put the out-of-office email reply on, and I'm going to be like, I'm out. I need some days off, man. Yeah, meanwhile, at work, you know, it's called April in the D or whatever. Basically, it's going to be about 30 straight days of work. So while you're on vacation, you know, drinking whatever the hell, butter beers at Harry Potter World, (laughs) I'm going to be freaking in the midst of like 18 straight days. So just enjoy it, man. Butter beers. I forgot about that. So what? April in the D, I remember, man, it was a huge deal, you know, early 2000s when the Tigers were good, the Red Wings were good, right? Pistons, Pistons, Pistons. obviously were good. So it, they still pump that up, huh? Uh, well, I mean, it's just it, whether it's pumped up or not. I mean, three teams going at once, very yeah. start of Tiger season's big deal uh, around our office. I mean, it's just it just is the way it is, kind of all hands on deck, uh, yeah. really. So 
Yeah, it's uh, I'd be lucky to get two days off in April. Um, but I love it. I mean, thankfully, like that's a big reason why I started eating healthier and working out and doing all this stuff. I was running on fumes, man. If I was going through this April stretch with my previous diet, which is McDonald's every night and uh, you know, junk food every morning, then I think I would have died. I don't think I would have made it. So at least yeah. we got that going. Yeah. Well, I'm right with you guys too. You know, I mean, even though I'm uh, semi-retired, it seems like this last month or so has been uh, nonstop stuff, you know, between things with uh, my dad and health and welcoming a new granddaughter, you know, going out to DC and then staying on these games as far as uh, following uh, Langsburg along the way. Man, we've been busy. We've been busy yeah. as heck, and we got a few other things going around at the house right now, too. But by the way, while we're in this catch-up portion, we'll talk a little bit more about it when we get to the prep spotlight. But uh, this evening, we're recording this Tuesday morning. But this evening, we'll be uh, broadcasting live on the radio, Z92.5. That's uh, on the internet at Z925.com, Langsburg and E-Course. And, you know, it, that stacks up to be one of those matchups. And like I said, we'll talk more into it. Uh, you know, you got the kind of the country kids against the city kids, and you never know how those things will will unwind. Yeah, that's it. It's exciting. I mean, we've been following Lanesburg, especially ever since we had Coach Morrill on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So to see them keep going along, only undefeated team left in yep. the state of Michigan. So very curious to see how that game plays out. It's, it's going to be a fun. Test. I mean, this is. This is a separator game. This is where if they win this one, they're a legit title contender. Uh, yeah. To this point, it's been a great run. I mean, twenty-five and zero—that's impressive. I don't care who you who you are, who you play, but this is a big-time game for you know bragging rights and just for validation. I would say amongst the rest of the state. Hundred percent. Well, we'll get more into that in just a little bit. But I think what we'll do right now, fellas, if we're all caught up, we'll take a little break and then we'll be back and we'll uh, mix it up a little bit. We'll start with March Madness right after this. Nelson House Funeral Home's number one goal is to serve the families in our area. The Nelson House staff are proud to serve our local community with reliability, integrity, and compassion. Unique service representing unique lives, ensuring your loved ones receive the honor and celebration they deserve. Founded in 1880 and continuing the tradition today with chapels in Owasso, Chesanine, and New Lothrop. For more details, find them at nelson-house.com or call 989-723-5234. Looking to buy items online? Go to CRAuctions.com. All you need to do is download the app to your phone or computer and start buying and selling today. CRAuctions.com will market your items all over the country and get them sold. If you are looking to buy something, we can help with that too. Just go to CRAuctions.com. Search our inventory and place your bid. Plus, there are online auctions for farm machinery, firearms, automobiles, and truckloads of overstocked items. It's fast, it's easy, and you will get results. Get the app and check out CRAuctions.com today. All right, I'll kind of tee it up a little bit. Uh, First time my overall champ went down in the first game of the tournament. (laughs) So talk about uh, breaking a bracket immediately. Also, you know, number one, Purdue goes down to number 16 FDU on one of the worst or maybe best last play of a game sequence on a turnover and a three for the win. And of course, MSU and Izzo, another sweet 16. That kind of tees it up. Let's let's have a little conversation. I'll just address the elephant in the room. I mean, if you guys haven't noticed, I'm literally in dead last of our bracket pool. <laughs> I don't know what the hell happened, man. I had a bad. Hey, it's all those those thirteens over fours, right? Every That's one cool. of them. I got way too cute. Uh, I way too cute. I really did. I kind of lost my way. Um, in in years past, I was so damn busy working that I didn't have. I wasn't able to put in the work that I normally do. 
Those eight will put in, you I know. Thought, I thought you said you were spending like two days watching every I was breakdown show possible. And Matt, you don't understand. I used to literally watch about eight hours a day of that from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, watch all the playing games, uh, and then th- watch it Thursday morning and finalize it Thursday morning. I had my bracket finalized by our recording for Tuesday night. Yeah. <laughs> so I lost two full days of, of, of prep time and it, and you could tell it was it was a laughable bracket. Um <clears throat> dead last. I have no chance of winning. It's just embarrassing, really. The only way to put it, I've said how good I was this first weekend, and it just I just didn't produce. Um, yeah. So it, it's really depressing. It's the first time I could say that through the first weekend, I have no chance. And it's been a little bit weird watching it. Like, I usually will, you know, have the highlighter and be marking my bracket, you know, what's right, what's wrong. I didn't even take the time to do that this year. It was over <laughs> as soon as I – not over as quickly as Ted's was, but it was over <laughs> as soon as the, the games got underway. Uh, uh but nevertheless, it's been a great year. I mean, oh, okay. we say it every year, obviously, but it really was a great first weekend. And people okay. say it's the great the first weekend's great every year. It really isn't. There's some years it really isn't. It, it really is not. Uh, I remember the Chicago Loyola upset over Miami was like the best upset uh, a few years ago uh, when they made their Final Four run, and Michigan yeah. did as well. So it was awesome. I mean, up, upsets like crazy. The transfer portal, the COVID extra years, uh, the – Everything is just a perfect blend where every single one of these underdogs is, is a live dog and they all have yeah. a chance. Uh, and, and it's what has made this tournament so incredible the last three years. And if people bitch about the transfer portal and the COVID years and NIL money and all that, at least that this is one positive from all that is we get an awesome tournament every year, it seems like. Matt, I'll let you jump in here in a second, but I, I I was like Jared. I think I got a little too cute with my final four. You know, I didn't want to go chalk. So I, I thought, well, okay, it's it's legit. Maybe think about a number four, a number five, a number three, and a number one. Well, my thinking didn't pay off at all. And, uh, you know, Tony Bennett, man, yeah, he has a national championship under his belt, but uh, four other years or three other years, not so good. And yeah. like Jared said, what a, what a great start to the tournament. I don't know. I think we've talked about this before. You know, at the end of Thursday and Friday evening, when it got to be about 1030, man, I was, uh, I was basketball zoned out, man. It would just it wore me down, yeah. <laughs> but I stuck with it. And so it is as much as we all love it. It is a long day of watching hoops, especially if you're locked in the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I was definitely blinded by the ACC after work in the tournament yeah. in uh, Greensboro. I was all in on uh, Virginia and Duke. Clearly that did not pay off the Duke one. I think, I was fair in taking them to the final four. I actually had them winning it too yeah. because they were playing so well. And then they won the ACC tournament. That upset was kind of crazy. Uh, the Virginia one. I mean, we've talked about it. Everyone's talked about it. Tony Bennett's one of the best coaches in the country for sure, but they play such a style of basketball, slow it down, grind it out that if these teams out of nowhere can hang with them and like be around in the second half, they're right there ready ready to win the game because of the style that Virginia plays. Right. And that's exactly what happened. And you know, it's almost like you're playing with fire with that with that style. Either you're going to grind it out and you're going to wear teams down or one of these crazy mid-majors is going to hang around and and believe they can win and it happens. So all all the upsets, I mean, Jared, you uh you 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 tweeted out about um FDU's coach, the presser that he had. <clears throat> excuse me, where he was talking about you know, he loves fishing and he got a little Owen emotional Anderson. talking about his family and stuff. And that's what the tournament always brings. You always get these crazy storylines that you would have 
I had no idea who this coach was otherwise. Right. You always get these storylines with the tournament. Yeah, you always get the Tom Izzo's or like Coach K or, you know, Roy Williams when, when those guys were around. But you always get these ones that you would have otherwise never known about. And it's cool to like put a little spotlight on these smaller schools and these great coaches because – like I, I, after you tweeted that out, I, I watched that clip and I started reading a little bit about him and, and the comments and stuff like that. And everyone around that program loves this guy talks about how he is just a phenomenal coach and such a great mentor and all this stuff. And like, otherwise without the tournament, we wouldn't have known about this guy. No. So it's cool for these smaller schools to get a little bit of a spotlight, you know, Furman and you know fdu and uh, all the other ones that princeton in the sweet 16 i mean everyone knows princeton but you know it's yeah, just I, it, the, the tournament it, it always delivers yeah yeah like you said sometimes there's not as many upsets there, there's always something though yeah i mean tobin anderson well I, i'll be honest i thought he was a jackass when that first video came out <laughs> where he was basically calling out purdue said we wanted purdue to watch that video uh he made me look like a jackass uh what the game plan i mean purdue looked like they were just totally out of sorts it reminded me of marquette versus michigan state where it's just what am i watching they they look absolutely terrible they're playing horrible uh but just a likable guy i mean yeah. what's the craziest part about that whole story is how they shouldn't have even been in the tournament i mean Maryland yeah. came from uh, i think d2 won the conference tournament and then they couldn't go because of a rule uh, it's crazy because you look at the, how big a win of like that is and how rare it is. I mean, it's their conference is now one in 31 in the tournament. That's a, that's mm. their first win 31 previous losses. Uh, so it's awesome. I I've got a wide ranging comment. Do you guys believe that this, these, this weekend is the best weekend on the sports calendar? I really do. I feel like a lot, or even on the calendar in general, I'd even go as far to say that. Every year when this this weekend comes and goes, I it reminds me more and more of what it was like when I was a kid on like Christmas. It's such a long buildup, uh, and then once it happens, it's maybe the biggest depression uh, of the year for the next three four days uh, until this weekend rolls around again. I mean, it's awesome. Uh, yeah. I build my whole you know year around it. The whole college basketball season, you're just getting through it, getting through it, hoping that you get a great first weekend. And we did. Now that it's gone. It's like a piece of me has been taken from me. Now I have 365 days before it returns. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, it obviously has to be up there. I always think as far as sports weekends, um, the the divisional round or the wild card round in NFL football playoffs is always one one of the best ones. Those, those games are usually almost always really good. So as far as sports weekends, that's always one that I think of. But you, you can't. There's not many other ones. Like there's not many other ones that would top the first weekend in March Madness. Even the second weekend is good. Part part of why I always think it's good is, I mean, it, we we watch a lot of college basketball. I'm not going to say I watch as much as I used to, or you know, it's not like we're sitting here watching every single game every minute. You know, it's nothing like that by any means. But the first round, March Madness, you you could be, you could watch no college basketball. You could be the most casual college basketball fan ever you know you could maybe have your one team that you watch and nothing else and this is like entertaining you can sit down and watch these games have no idea who these teams are no idea who these players are and be entertained if, if you like basketball and you know you like the drama and all that kind of stuff the march madness can give you that sit there and, and watch the games and be entertained because it, it's fun yeah, I think you guys know how I stand. I mean, this is this is my deer hunting weekend. I mean, I'm it's four days. 
of nonstop hoops has always been. I, t- I took vacation days in my working career just to have Thursday and Friday off to be able to be in front of that TV, you know, starting at noon. Uh, there's no question in my mind it's the best weekend of all in sports. Yeah, you bring up some good points on the NFL, and there's some other big sports weekends, but this by far to me is number one of all time. I mean, and yeah. so many different reasons. You know, college hoops is is great to begin with. You know how the season starts – I think it starts too early in November, but to yeah. see how these teams develop and and can play at this point of the season, you know, if they had a whole, what, five months of playing together and then getting to the dance. It's just a whole different brand of basketball than what you see early in the season. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah Jared, you, you brought up the, the COVID year, and I know a lot of people have, I've seen talking about Drew Timmy, the, the p- player for uh, Gonzaga. Timmy time. Been, it seems like he's been there forever. He's actually, he would be eligible to come back for another year if he wants to. But what's crazy about it is Joey Hauser, player for Michigan State, is actually older than Drew Timmy because he had he had a redshirt year. He transferred. He's, he's He would be eligible for a COVID year, all that kind of stuff. So it is crazy that we're in this window right now. It, it's eventually obviously going to play itself out. But right now we're going to have these guys with red shirts, grad transfers, the COVID year. We're gonna get some like twenty-five-year-old kids playing in college basketball college for a long time. Even. You know, I mean, if you were a freshman in twenty twenty, so we got until about twenty twenty-six, twenty twenty-seven, somewhere around there, until right. these COVID years are all gone. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be crazy. But well, speaking, of, I was gonna. We have to talk about Tom Izzo before we start moving on because I know it's Ted's guy. And I was uh, gonna tee it up. I'll, I'm just gonna say one thing before you get into it, Matt. I yeah. mean, here here he is again, Sweet 16, and the guy can coach. You may not like his antics, <laughs> but he can coach. Yep. I yeah. t- so my my thoughts. I mean, I clearly anyone who listens, Ted, you know, Jared, I, I am not a big Tom Izzo fan. The main reason I have, I'm not one of those haters who says like Tom Izzo's trash. Michigan State should fire him. He, you know, all those ridiculous takes. He's clearly one of the best coaches, not just currently in college ever. basketball, ever. He's one of the best coaches ever. The, everything he's done for Michigan State, not just the basketball program, Michigan State athletics, you know, is unmatched. He, he's one of the best coaches ever. My biggest issue is, is the people who, mostly, you know, the fan base, who puts him up on this pedestal and acts like he's, like, immune to criticism. Because, I mean, Jared, last week you laid it out. There has been a lot of recent, you know, I don't want to use the word like failures, but recent failures in the NCAA tournament by Michigan State. And so my biggest issue is the people who still act like he was like, you know, John Wooden and he was like better than John Wooden and, you know, all, all those kind of things. When it was like, no, I, I, criticism is fair because his program had been starting to get a little stale, maybe. And maybe the recruiting, he, he needed to maybe adjust his style of play, you know, stuff like that. And it was never a question of if he can coach that that would be stupid to question if he can coach it's clear he can coach it was just like why are you guys act like this guy has like never done anything wrong everyone talks about squeaky clean program perfectly clean program and it's like if anyone thinks that any program in high major you know power five conferences are perfectly clean even though i like jim harbaugh i know that program is probably letting some stuff slide you know or whether it's academics or whatever else so it, it's stuff like that. Like Tom Izzo, we we know there's been off the court stuff that has probably been covered up and we don't need to get into all that. He's he's lost a lot in the NCAA tournament. 
He's made a ton of sweet 16s and of, of some final fours, but how many titles does he have? One. So if we're going to talk about and flex all these sweet 16s and final fours, well, let's talk about like, okay, he's making all these. There's only one coach currently in college basketball who has multiple titles and one of them has been vacated, but it's Rick Patino. And so like, if we're going to put him up on these levels with a Roy Williams, with a coach K, with a John Wood and, you know, stuff like that, he's got to get that second one. Even Jay Wright had two um, titles, you know? So he gets that second national title. Then in my opinion, you can start putting him up there with the greats, the ultimate greats of all time. Right now he's, he's with a Jim Beheim. You know, he's with some of these other coaches who just have the one title. I mean, even Jim Calhoun had three titles, you know? So that, I think it's fair to criticize his only national title is over 20 years ago. Here, here's that's where all, I'm that's at. all. He's still, he's still a goat. You're... I, I'm not, everyone really, he's, he's still one of the greats. I could tell that you kind of grew, like I kind of came in, into the world on the back half of Izzo's run. I can tell you lived through him spanking Michigan and <laughs> Big Ten for your entire life. I can, you can sense that. Uh, here's where I'm at with Izzo. Big time redemption game. I mean, we talked about it. Yeah. It was a must win weekend, both games, and he got it done. Uh, you couldn't help but smile watching it. I mean, he was acting like he was a child. Like he was, he had the, the fist like pump, baby. Christmas, he was like me on Christmas morning. That's how he was acting. <laughs> uh, he was fist pumping. Uh, a great moment with Suzuko after he had a big offensive rebound. I mean, vintage Izzo team. Just Marquette looked like they were terrified to be there. Totally out, out hustled, out toughed. Everything that Izzo preaches, uh, and because of his hard coaching, what brings out some of the best in his guys. I mean, what a fun game! It was yeah. if you're a Marquette fan, I would be hiding under a rock until next March. I, what the hell was that? I, they had a, they had a stretch where they had seven of eight turnovers uh, in that second half. I mean, their best player, Big East Player of the Year, Big East Tournament Player of the Year, Tyler Kolick was unplayable. Literally, look, reminded me of like Foster Lawyer out there where it just looked like the game was moving like twice as fast as he was. And he was just totally uh, out of his mind. Did not belong on the court is what it looked like. Um, but as for Izzo, here's where I'm at with his kind of career when you look back on it. He's made Michigan State into almost a like, uh, a, you know, blue blood program, which I don't think, I think we all agree. I think once Izzo is gone, I think Izzo, Michigan State is going right back to, you know, middle tier Big Ten team. Michigan probably takes over them in basketball. I mean, who knows when he retires? Probably another 10 years. But um, I just think he what he's done at Michigan State, I mean, all the all the Sweet 16s, uh, the Final Fours, obviously, it's incredible. I mean, here's – let's see. 68 years old. He's reached his 15th uh, Sweet 16, uh, and he's won 16 March Madness games as a lower seed. I mean, he is Mr. March. You can't argue it. Yes, he's had a little bit of a downturn. Everyone seems – all these big-time coaches have that at one point in their career, it seems like. Unless you're Roy Williams – Unless you're Bill Self. I mean, Bill Self just got bounced this weekend. Uh, but, I mean, look at John Calipari. I mean, he's he's in a worse slump than, than Izzo is. Yeah. Um, so, no, I love Izzo. Uh, I've always said that, you know, I don't like some of his teams. I used to hate him a lot. Uh, but I never have hated him. And I just would say appreciate him while he's here, his hard coaching style. I mean, it's a thing that's dying off. Uh, it's, it's like how Ted was coached when he was a kid. Right. Uh, and really not many guys like him left. So, I'm just I'm here to appreciate it while he's still rolling. Well said, Jared. And, you know, I can't agree more with your breakdown there. And the thing I want to argue back. Of course, he Matt, agrees with Jared, not mine. Well, I'll, I'll disagree with you on this, Matt. Yeah, Izzo, Izzo won one title. That's the last Big Ten title, by the way. Yeah. So what's yeah. that tell you? And and 15 sweet 16s out of 25 years. That's that's pretty, pretty consistent. And what that tells me is 
Izzo knows how to prepare this team for an end-of-the-year run. You know, yeah, you can throw out the stats about the eight and the nine years and blah, 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 but you watch that game against Marquette and, and you know, Jerry, you're saying that Marquette blew it. Well, they did a little bit, but if you watch that game closely, Michigan State took it to them, took it mm-hmm. to them totally, played great basketball, great team ball. They're ready. You know, this team would not surprise me to make a Final Four run. You know, it, it's entirely the possible. The yeah. region lays out well for them. I, it, it really does. I mean, you know, yeah, they, they definitely, yeah, Kansas State is definitely beatable. And then they're they're probably going to play Tennessee if they right. beat Kansas State. And Tennessee's definitely beatable. Yep. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they make another Final Four run. And it's kind of it's similar to like talking about Tony Bennett, how as good of a coach as he is, as good of a program as he has, how his style allows teams to like stay around. It's kind of like what you're talking about, Ted. Izzo, whether I mean this team was basically a 500 team in the Big Ten, mm-hmm. but they're built for the NCAA tournament because they play tough. They're always going to like Jared, you said they out tough teams rebound, always going to rebound. Even if they don't have a Cassius Winston this year, they always have good guard play. They always seem to have a player like a Joey Hauser or like, you know, when Matt McQuaid was on the team, you know, they always seem to have a player like that. So even if, even in a little bit of a down year, I mean, think about, you know, a month ago or whatever, when Michigan, when Michigan beat them, they were under 500 in the Big Ten, and Michigan State fans were writing them off. And now they're we're talking about them making a Final Four run because you know they the program is like built for the NCAA tournament. You know they they just play that style of ball. They always seem to come up big, and I think you know it 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 does. It's a credit to the coaching. I think the players, even if the team's a little down, I think they go into the NCAA tournament seeing Tom Izzo on the sidelines, and they're like, this guy's going to have us prepared. Because yeah. to to like Jared's point, kind of what you're saying. To me, it looked like even though Shaka Smart is a very good coach, it looked like Marquette like just wasn't ready for the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I mean, the funniest thing of that game was how they did like breathing exercises with like three minutes left in their huddle, and then they like that's that's when you know that they were freaking terrified. Right, they wanted nothing to do with that game yeah. uh, in that moment. They they crumbled as soon as the pressure got a little hot. Uh, one thing that's kind of funny to me about Michigan State and Izzo, and this is kind of set satirical but also it's kind of true it's funny to me how i remember growing up it was final fours you know we're a final four program we they were making it to final four every four years they had to run with all those players if you played for Izzo, you made a final four yeah now they're like popping bottles of champagne for a sweet 16 appearance i I mean obviously they have they could easily make a final four from their region uh and how well they're playing but I feel like that is more indicative of where this program is at now compared to the glory days than anything. I mean, just look at the reaction to this win this weekend. It was like they won the Super Bowl and it's a big win. I mean, to even make the tournament is, is, is a, is a big accomplishment. 25 straight years, really only one, maybe he had the one playing year. Other than that, they've made it easily pretty much every single year. Uh, And the sweet 16 is nothing to scoff at, but just when you compare it to what it was, in the early 2010s and throughout the whole 2000s, they wouldn't have gave a shit about a Sweet 16. It was expected. And it was right. a Final Four or bust mentality every year. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of funny comparing the two. Izzo's yeah. still a great coach, but, I mean, that run he had, it, it will never be duplicated. Is any of that uh, the way that college basketball is nowadays with uh, the one-and-dones and the nil and the transfer portal? I mean, that's got to play some sort of factor into that, doesn't it? I think so. Izzo seems to be – he doesn't have very many one and duns. Like even when Miles, right. Miles Bridges was around for a couple of years, what Jaron Jackson, I guess mm-hmm. was a one and done, but 
he doesn't, he doesn't, I don't know if it's a recruit. I don't know if he like doesn't recruit one and dones, but it's, he seems to get guys to stick around in his program. I mean, Joey, Joey Hauser transferred in. He's going to play there for like nine years, you know? So, but I think that's something that that's what we're seeing in March madness. You can easily get a, get a couple guys in the portal and be a tournament contender. You know, mm-hmm. that, that's what's really changed the game. I think. Well, I, I think it hurts Izzo more than other coaches. I mean, it definitely has hurt Calipari. I mean, we've seen once everyone caught on to the whole one and done thing, the whole thing that kept him rolling is is everybody does it now. Once right. Duke started doing it, he kind of lost his fastball. Um, but I was reading a stat. I wish I had it in front of me, but it was like, I think Michigan State's only had like four lottery picks throughout Izzo's entire uh, career, whereas a guy like Calipari's had like 20-some. Uh, Roy Williams had like 15. Coach K's had like 20. Uh, and he has just as much success as those guys with like four times as little talent. So mm-hmm. it's, it's great. He's always built his program around being able to have guys for four years. So maybe he's figuring something out. I know they have a number three recruiting class next year. Uh, we'll see who comes back from this year's team and, and what transitions in the next year from like the mentality and everything of this team. But we'll see. Izzo kind of put the haters at bay for, for at least a couple more years uh, with, with a big time weekend. No doubt. And I'm going to just go right out on a limb as far as Tom Izzo. You know, I love him. Uh, I think on the Mount Rushmore of college basketball coaches, you got Coach K, you got uh, John Wooden, and I put Izzo on that uh, top four all time. Who's the fourth? I don't know. What do you guys think? <laughs> I, I definitely think Roy Williams should be up there. He's got Bill Self. Um, Adolph Rupp. got a long runway, too. Yeah. I'm surprised you don't have Adolph Rupp up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rupp. Who else is up? Wait, Naismith? I'm surprised Naismith didn't crack your list. Yeah, but legitimately, could you see Izzo on that top four? I Like I said, I honestly, yes. I, th- I think there's probably, I think it's obviously Coach K, John Wooden, in my yep. opinion, Roy Williams also are like the three. Mm-hmm. And then there's like the bunch of guys that are like right there. I think Jay Wright should I mean, be. He maybe didn't do it as long. Um, Dean Smith, yeah. Yeah, Jim Beheim should be, even though I think he's a little overrated. But, you know, he did, he was very good for a long time. Oh, yeah. So Beheim should be up there. You know, Bill Self is starting to get up there. Jim Calhoun has Patino. three national titles, you know. So I, I, I think if, I... if Izzo gets that second title. Yeah. You got to put him up there. I think. I think it's a fair criticism to say he's got all these Sweet Sixteens, all these Final Fours, but he's only got the one title. Right. You know. I think that's a fair criticism because Coach K, he not only won five national titles, he also, I think, he lost in four. He was mm-hmm. in the national title games nine times. Yeah, like, that's but, impressive. <laughs> well, that well, that's why he's a lock. He's right, a lot. Right. Well, I don't think mean. Izzo, no, I don't, I mean, no, you're picking with your heart, Ted. He's not a top four all time. Top 10, 100%. Top eight, probably. But, I mean, Dean Smith, Roy oh, Williams. Dean Smith, right. John right, right. Wooden. Yeah. Um, Even Larry Brown, maybe, you could put up there. Yeah, I'm, I mean. I'm going with Izzo. I can pick whoever I want. <laughs> you can. Well, then it's not, I mean, are you going off of facts or are you going off of just what, who you like? I'm going on eyesight and what I've watched for 27, 28 years. That's what I'm going by. Maybe it's with my heart a little bit. I have to admit that. But his numbers are right there other than the national championships. And he does at least have one under his belt. And he has the last one in the Big Ten. So what's he supposed to do? Win another one. Bob well, Knight. 
Would well, you put Bob Knight up there? Yeah, Bob I mean, Knight. he said he's no, he's he's nowhere near, man. He's he's an uh, all-time coach, legendary coach. To even be in the discussion with these guys is a hell of an accomplishment. He is not top four. He's not on a Mount Rushmore. All right. Well, we'll disagree. You could even put. You could even make an argument for Billy Donovan. It was a very short time, but he was. He's the last coach to win back-to-back titles. I, I misspoke earlier, Rick Pitino, but um, Bill Self has multiple national titles too. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, like I said, he he's inching his way up there. No, Tom Tom Izzo is definitely there. Let's see, Ted, you're starting to do what MSU fans do when you start to criticize. You you offer a little criticism of Tom Izzo. They get all they, their panties get in a bunch, and they start to say, "No way, Tom Izzo is. You cannot criticize him. He's the perfect human being. He, you could put him up there. He's a god at Michigan State." Yeah. You know? Well, if that, he had those same happened. numbers at Michigan, Matt, you wouldn't be having this argument. I do know that. I would. I would be. I would say if if he hadn't won a national title in so long. I would start to be questioning and the numbers that Jared laid out last week, not made, mm-hmm. making sweet 16s and how, however many years I wouldn't be like fire him. You know, like some people are saying, no, that that's ridiculous. Like I said, I mean, you, you can't fire a Tom Izzo, right. but like I said, I just think the criticism is fair. Okay. And that's fair. I mean, that's like we good. talked about that, that's why it was such a big weekend. It was, right. it was a big time validation weekend that showed that he still got it, that he can still do this. He just maybe hasn't had the talent that he's had in the past, or he's had bad luck, uh, or he's had like the year co- canceled with COVID. When you know how good that team was, right. so it's just it was just a good weekend if you're a state fan, uh, and was- if you're a fan of of Michigan basketball in general. I mean, I don't want Izzo to retire. I want him to stick around, man. I like beating him. It, it was really, a great weekend, and I truly believe what I've been saying about Izzo. And it's a good thing one of the three of us at least has Michigan State in the heart a little bit, or we wouldn't have any Michigan State listeners if we all three <laughs> piled on. <laughs> hey, they can always call in. You know, That's we, true. That's true. We have, uh, we have Joey Jenka on sometimes to bring some MSU love. They can always – not necessarily call in, I guess, you know, shoot yeah. us notes, um, you know, give us, give us some feedback and stuff because it, – It's all good. It's all yeah. good. But, you know, what is bad is – this season for Michigan basketball. We got to slip yeah. into that a little bit. What yeah. a what a debacle this season. Jared might have been on something with Juwan Howard. I don't know. But all I know is why go to the NIT if you're not going to win it? I mean, why bother? And what a what a piece of crap performance they had in both their games and that total collapse Again, in the last game. Why yeah. did you even watch it, man? I didn't I, watch it, to be honest with you. I didn't watch the last game. I was busy and didn't watch it, but just reading about it, giving up a nine point, a nine point lead in the what the last minute, and yep. and again, some of their so called star players, you know, sitting it out. I mean, uh, why, why, man, why, Bob? Ted does not like Jet Howard. I can not tell that. at all. Nope, <laughs> overrated, big old overrated. <laughs> I mean it. I, I just put that like you know, so many college football players now opt out of bowl games. I just I figured it was more that I, I think he's had ankle issues all year, so maybe it was a uh, eh, why playing the NIT. I think this team, kind of like what we're talking about with Izzo, they always seem Michigan State teams always seem to have leaders, toughness, guys that they can go to in crunch time, like Tyson Walker this year, even Hogard this year, you know. They've obviously had the, the list of players in the past. Right. This team for Michigan doesn't have that. I mean, maybe Kobe Bufkin was developing into that, and then obviously he didn't play against Vanderbilt. So we saw the collapse. I think Hunter Dickinson tries to be that, 
but sometimes like the offense just goes away from giving him the ball. And I don't know if that's the system or what, but, you know, I think he's, he's a guy that tries to be that leader, but you know, when you have a jet Howard or when Kobe Bufkin's out there getting their shots, he can only do so much. I, that's the biggest thing to me with this Michigan team. They lacked a true leader, that toughness, they didn't seem, you know, we remember some of those Michigan teams like, like with Isaiah Livers or the past, obviously with Trey Burke and all those guys, they seem like so together, Team. like they were playing for each other. Like, I don't want to say like legit friends, but you know, like literally playing together, this team didn't really seem to have that. Even the the Michigan team from a couple of years ago with Jawan, um, you know, that made a little bit of a tournament run with Franz Wagner and all those guys, they seem to really be playing together. This team, I don't know. I mean, they had some fun, I think. They like seeing Hunter Dickinson throw some dunks down or whatever. But otherwise, it just seemed like a bunch of guys out there playing ball. Yeah. And we see the results, you know. Whereas this Michigan State team, you could maybe make an argument that Michigan's team this year, talent-wise, was more talented than the Michigan State team. And look what's happening. You know, Michigan State's maybe about to make a run to the Final Four. And Michigan couldn't even get out of the second round of the NIT. So, you know, I, I'm not going as far yet as saying it's 100% a coaching thing, but, you know, yeah, clearly Izzo has his program established and Jawan and Michigan, he's still working on getting his program established. We'll, we'll see. I think next year is a big year for Michigan. Yeah. A big year as far as like they need to do something. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've already made my, my thoughts known on this team. I, I can't believe. I, I hope that my brain forgets those like three or four games I watched them this year because my God, it was, it, it, it'd probably be scorned into my memory forever. Uh, it was so bad. I, nothing about this team was fun. Nothing about this team was rootable. Uh, they didn't play together. They were lazy. We saw that in the Maryland game uh, or uh, Rutgers game, missed free throw. Jet Howard throws his hands up. Like he can't believe what the hell just happened. Guy gets the rebound and lays it right back up and in. I mean, that's a season in and out. If that's the only clip you saw this year, you know everything you need to know about this team, about how they're coached, uh, and about their culture. So just put that one on repeat, and you know everything you need to know about what this season was. I think yeah. that that word right there – sorry, Ted. I think that word right there is a big thing, culture. I mean, you, you can take shots at Michigan State or Izzo because of his hard coaching style, and I know I have in the past – but the, the culture is established with Michigan State. You're not if if you're gonna half ass play, you're not gonna play for Michigan State. <laughs> Ted, you, you're not a Jet Howard fan. Jet Howard would not be playing for Tom Izzo. No, that would have been an all-time Izzo blow up if he saw that play. Right. Yeah. I've never seen something like that at Michigan State ever. I know. What the hell was that? And he just it was like nothing happened. Just, all right, let's go on offense. Right. You're not coming out of the game, Jet. It was I don't know. I really worry about Juwan. Well, I think that's I think that's where Jawan has to learn. I don't know if that's the right word, but we talked about is he coaching his son differently, you know, maybe a little bit. But you know, he was getting some of these kind of blue chip, if you you know, maybe some blue chip recruits in. So maybe he's he's gotta learn like you you can't coach these guys differently or something like that, you know, which Tom Izzo, he doesn't care if you're Matt McQuaid or you know, if you're Jaron Jackson Jr. He benched Jaron Jackson in the tournament. Now, obviously, he's caught a lot of criticism for that, that whole playing yeah. Ben Carter over Jaron Jackson. Jaron Jackson's one of the, he's an all, NBA all-star, and Tom Izzo didn't care. He's going to play Ben Carter because he thought Ben Carter was better for that game. Obviously, it didn't work out, right. but 
So maybe that's what Juwan, what I'm trying to say, maybe that's what Juwan has to figure out, you know, whatever, however you want to say it. Even if you have Jet Howard and he's maybe going to be an NBA draft pick, if, if he's not going to box out on a free throw, sorry, man, you can't play. Yeah. You know, the other thing that's a little underrated, maybe not underrated, but it, I want to point out that Coach Izzo compared to Howard or any of these others, Izzo, you know, late in the game, he's not going to choke under pressure. He's going to call a timeout when he needs to. And coming out of that timeout, they're going to have diagrammed a successful play. play. Whether it is successful or not, at least the play that he draws up is is big time. And when you saw Michigan try to close out games, it was painful. It was painful <laughs> to watch what they came up with. I mean, that's, that's got to change. I wonder, I really wonder if it's, you know, obviously, Juwan caught a lot of criticism for the plays he was drawing up. I'd be curious to know, like, I wish we could, like, get the answer you know mm-hmm. are the players running the plays that are being drawn up or did you have guys just freelancing you know like what like i said like i think michigan state is just so well established they have a cassius winston they have tyson howard this year hogard they run the system i wonder if michigan just doesn't have that did they not have a leader running the plays correctly you know or is it Juwan not drawing up good plays like i'd, I'd be curious you know i I'm trying to stay. I, I'm I'm still a fan of John. I still think he's a good coach. So I'm trying to trying to keep it positive here. But you know that that's what I mean. I think next year's big, depending on who comes back. You know, if if all these guys leave, Buffkin leaves, Hunter leaves, Jet Howard leaves. You know, who knows? But if Kobe Buffkin comes back, if Dickinson comes back for another year, then you have no excuses next season. I, it's just know? here's the thing. I can I can deal with loot winning and uh, losses. I can't deal with how they freaking played, man. It, right. it was embarrassing, it, mm-hmm. and it made you want to claw your eyes out. That was the biggest. If you lose games like Michigan State, like I said, culture, yeah, they're, they're going to lose some games because they can't make shots, but you're, they're not going to lose because of effort. And that's what this team did time and time again this year. Even in a, in a do-or-die situation against Rutgers, the effort was terrible. Yeah. And it just can't overlook it. I hate it. I cannot support a program like that. So we'll see. Hopefully they don't have that next year, but that's all I saw this year. Yeah. Well, well, next year's going to be a telling uh, season for Juwan and the Michigan Wolverines for sure. You know, it, it, we were so lucky to have John Beeline there f- for the time period that he was. I mean, you know, you can't really compare the two, but Beeline just ran a great program, was a great coach, and yeah. uh, and you never had any questions about whether they were going to play team ball. You know, and that's what it that's was the difference. Awesome. Yeah. Such a fun how they played. They could score on anyone. Right. Um, they shared the ball. They had pro players left and right. Defense. I, it's just defense. They were together. Yeah, it's just it's so different than that. And we were spoiled, obviously. Yep. Um, and we knew that at the time. I mean, we were all depressed when he was leaving, kind of out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is what it is. Now we just got to pick up the pieces. And yep. it looked like Juwan was good at first. Mm-hmm. And now I'm questioning it. Yeah. Time will tell. Time will tell. Well, you know, we got Sweet 16 weekend coming up. Uh, Matt, when are you hitting the road? You're going to be able to watch some games or you're going to be missing out in Disney? Should be able to. We're leaving Friday. So, okay. I mean, we'll, we'll be at the hotel. I'm, I'm definitely going to miss some. That's for sure. Right. Um, yeah, I, I'll definitely have some on. I'll be, be checking my brackets even though I'm, <laughs> I'm last place in every pool. It's funny. I. I joined up when one of my coworkers started just a, a little pool. I think there's like 15 of us in it. He wanted right. to get a few people in a bracket. So I, I joined that one. I'm dead last. <laughs> Everyone's giving me shit at, at work. Like, 
uh, the name of my bracket is third degree burns. Third degree <laughs> burns is on fire down there in last place, you know, saying whatever. And, and it's just like, I love it. I mean, Duke screwed me over. I got, I got blinded by the blue devils and John yep. Shire and they, they screwed me over, but, but a bunch of other, I mean, people were picking Arizona. They're out. Right. Yeah. People were picking Virginia. They're out. Yeah. So it's a tough year. Yeah, it is for everybody. What's, what's I funny think. is in our, our rivals and, and three point podcast bracket pool that we've been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, you know, I signed up, I, I created the, the the bracket pool through our three-point podcast, you know, account, I guess. So I just went through quick and filled out a bracket for, you know, under the three-point podcast email or whatever. Just basically, I just went through click, 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 click. Yeah. The one thing I did, I picked Michigan State all the way through to win it. I was like, this is going to BS. I picked some ridiculous upsets, stupid stuff, but I was like, I'm going to pick Michigan State all the way through. And that that might be the one that actually hangs in. (laughs) Now, wait a minute. Now, Jared, you were on my butt for having different brackets. And here's Matt talking about having different brackets. No, no, no. He's saying he's just filling it up for the three point pod because he didn't want to basically submit his own bracket, is what he Well, I I did. I did submit my own, like under my email address. I got you. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Under the three point podcast, like the account, I just went click, 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 basically to have another bracket in there. Three point. What you were doing was, was, it was, it's not even comparable to what anybody else does. You were doing it as like a money making scheme. It was totally out of the character of March Madness, what you were doing. Oh, let me ask you this young man. (laughs) Worldwide, worldwide people that do brackets that play multiple brackets. Do you think, what do you think the, the percentage is that people do, have different brackets with different winners. What do you think? It's just me as a money grubber, grubbing guy, or do you think other people are right with me and don't just lock in on one bracket on multiples? No, I'm sure there is, but it's like, what? what is even the point of filling it? You're not going to win the ESPN, you know, t- the point is to win. Bracket. It's, <laughs> it's, it's to win money. Just fill out one. Then you know who you're rooting for every game. Yeah. It's like it's like when you're in multiple fantasy football leagues. It's like you're rooting for one right. guy, then you're playing him in this other yeah. league. It's like kind of it ruins the fun. You don't know. There's no one to root for. Well, I think like I said, I, I'm on board with the single bracket. I'm just curious, you know, worldwide, how many people do the multiples? You know, I bet there's a whole heck of a lot. Yeah, if it if it's a rooting interest thing, I think uh-huh. having the one bracket is the easiest because right then you're you're not yep. all over the place. But if you're trying to win money. And that is your sole focus, then yeah, you're gonna fill out twenty-seven brackets. But well, part party has got to go. Hmm, I'm shelling out money. I would like to win some back, you know. <laughs> but it's like what? Listen, the, re- the reason these bracket pools are awesome, man, is a great. It's you. You got your work pools. You got yep. your one with your buddies. You got obviously our three-point pod. It's just fun to be in something like that with everybody. It is. Uh, yeah. It's like being in a fantasy league with everybody. So yeah. I just think it ruins it when you're submitting a different bracket in all these different pools. That's fair. I, mean, I, I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with that, Jared. I'll, I'll give you that one. Um, this is the three point podcast. We're going to have a little longer one, I think than normal because we are taking a, a spring break coming up. Uh, but what do you guys think? I know we haven't talked about it in the past too much, but this world baseball uh, championship thing, the WBC, it's amazing. And I haven't watched a single inning yet. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've flipped it on back and forth. I, I definitely, I'm not going to say I've watched a whole game. Uh, I'll flip it on for an inning or two. Right. Um, and then whether it's March Madness or just other stuff, then I turn it back to, you know, whatever else I'm watching or if I'm just, I've been busy, obviously. But I, I think it, we've said it before. We've tweeted it out, you know, whatever. 
it is a fantastic event. Mm-hmm. It is such a good event. It is so cool to see the country pride. You know, these these teams like Puerto Rico, Venezuela, Japan, you know, all these other countries, they, these players play with such pride. Even the U.S. team. The U.S. Yeah. team is out there trying to win for the U.S. It, it, it's similar to the Olympics in that sense. It, it is a fa- You can't say anything about the actual event. The production is great. Fox is always on on like on the ball with, um, you know, their baseball coverage. Everything about it is so great. The championship game t- is tonight, Tuesday night, U.S. Yeah. versus Japan, 7 o'clock on FS1. Like, I, I honestly, I'm, I'm going to watch it. It's just such a bad time of the year. Yeah, it it's just like, I mean, you, Jared, you're laying out best best weekend of the year is, you know, March Madness. No one cares about baseball right now. I mean, really in general, not many people care about baseball in general, but especially right now it's, you know, we got people are still talking about the NFL draft NBA playoffs are coming up, even if you're not, not a big NBA fan, but you know, that, that is a big deal. And it's March madness. It's such a bad time of the year. And it's a shame because this would be similar to the Olympics. It would be similar to March madness, where if you are a very casual baseball fan, if you didn't care about baseball at all and they figured out, I don't know if it's a midseason thing. I don't know if that's the right way to do it. Figured out a time that people, maybe it is midseason because there's it not is. much else going on. It's got to be. People would lock in. You know, you'd want to watch the U.S. You know, if, you, if you're from Puerto Rico and you're, you're not a very big baseball fan, but you know that they're, you know, making a run to the championship, you're going to watch. Just it, it's similar to the Olympics. So I say all that to say the WBC is a very cool event. It's just. It's a bad time of the year. Here's it. I'd be honest. I honestly, I don't know if I ever really even knew this was a thing until this year. It's been a hot topic of debate. What, what, what this debate or what this whole tournament is about. Is it cool? Is do the players love it? Players seem to love it. One thing I would say that's kind of contradictory about the USA. You know, I know Trey Turner who hit the walk-off basically said something along the lines of this is the best atmosphere ever played in bigger than a world series. Yeah. If it means so much to the U.S. and to everybody in this tournament, why why do we have these scrub-a-dubs pitching for the U.S.? <laughs> if it pitchers really, don't want to pitch. I know. So it's it, right. it needs to be in – one, it should be in August. It should be by itself in August, right after yeah. All-Star break or whatever. If you want to you know, start the season a week earlier and then have a two-week break in midseason for this classic, MLB team up with it somehow, You know, make yep. some go off it. That's what I would do. August yep. is when this should yeah. be, right in the lull of uh, dog days of summer. Uh, because I think what I saw was I think Tobin Anderson and the Farley Dickinson basketball team had like 10 times the ratings of yeah. this world baseball classic. I mean, it's a cool event. I'm here for it. I just, it, it's not there yet. They yeah. need to, they need to tweak it. These the timing. I think the tournament could be a little bit better run. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. I like I, it, but I'm not, a, I'm not a diehard. I haven't watched a second of it. I, yeah. I definitely agree with, with you guys. And, uh, did we ever figure out is this every two years or is this every four years? It's it's supposed to be every two years, but because uh-huh. of COVID and because of other things, it's it's there's been like three years in between. There's right. been two, so it's supposed to be every other year. Okay, so that that throws out my one argument. I was going to say have it more of a tie-in to the Olympics every four yeah. years, but I I do agree. I think they need to have it in the middle of the season, maybe, maybe if you do it every four years, you could have it instead of the all-star game, but just have a two week break, try to compact it into fit the major league schedule. Cause by mid season, 
everybody's in baseball shape, you know, yeah. and then maybe some of these picture pitchers would come and play, but it's just this great event that no casual fan in the United States is watching because of March madness. Right. You know, it's just a terrible time to have that. Especially when idea. the, right. Especially when the games are literally going up against March madness games. I mean, that, that's what I mean. I would flip it out. I'd be like, Oh yeah. U.S. is playing. Let me turn it on. Right. But then I would, you know, I'd be on Twitter. I'd, I'd be watching the scores and like Farley Dickinson or these other teams are starting to blow up. So I'm like, ah, I'm, I'm going back to March Madness. Right. So it's a shame because, yeah, like Trey Turner said, and if you watch the games, you can see, I mean, Shohei Otani, Otani and, and the Japan team. Yeah. They're, I mean, you they look like a bunch of kids out there playing Little League Baseball. The, the energy is so great. The, the, fan, the, the stadiums are packed. The stadiums are more packed than Comerica, you and know, loud. in July. And, you know, it's loud. Like I said, the, the production is great. Well, it, it's really a shame because this is the type of thing that would get baseball some more eyes on some baseball. Juice. One thing that does that is a bummer is it's obviously Otani versus USA. The thing, Otani's not pitching tonight. Right. So, I mean, that would be awesome if he was. Yep. That, that makes us a lot more of a must-tune-in event if he's going against the USA lineup. So it's just Plus kind of a, that's just kind of the funny thing about baseball, man. Is you never <laughs> it seems like the matchups are never quite perfect because of the pitching rotations. Yeah. yeah. Well, since it's not up against March Madness tonight, if I <clears throat> excuse me, if I was home, I'd be watching very beginning pregame the whole game. I'd watch it all tonight. I got the yeah. DVR set instead, so I'll yeah. tune it in tomorrow morning. But uh, which is a good alternative. But your yeah. your other alternative. Watching Lanesburg, that that that's yeah, pretty cool too. That that takes precedent for sure. Uh, also, before we move on into some other stuff, including the prep spotlight, uh, Detroit Lions, you know they they made some noise here in the uh, free agent signing. Uh, you know they they definitely solidified their defensive backfield. You know, uh, I don't know. Looks like this team they, is continuing in the right direction. They finally have figured it out, man. The SOL Lion guy, I think it's gone. I, with the Maybe. Packers, it, it it buried at six feet deep. And then this offseason, I mean, everyone around the league is saying how great of a job the Lions are doing. I mean, Lewis Riddick, we all know how smart he is, basically said they, the Lions should be a serious contender in the NFC this year. Yeah. And how do you not look at this roster? They filled almost every hole. They still have two first-round picks. Who knows what they do with two those? Two second round also. Two and they still runners. have money under the cap. Brad Holmes basically nailed every single pick in last year's draft. So I just, it's exciting, man. Uh, we got some great deals. And it's it's funny because I'm buddies with the Eagles fan. He's terrified of the Lions, man. <laughs> he wants nothing to do with them. And Brad Holmes is is bending over all these other GMs and spanking them, man. He's, he's putting on a clinic on how to build a team in the offseason. Yeah, and I, the Bears are doing the same thing. I think they're they're seeing Rodgers. It's still not official, but if uh, Rodgers leaving the Packers, the Bears and Lions are like, we got to take advantage of this. But it's awesome to see this, the SOL thing. We'll we'll see how it plays out. I, but I think you're making a good point. Like, I don't know if we've ever seen the Lions be this aggressive with signing free agents. And, you know, keeping coaches, Ben Johnson, their offensive coordinator, stayed when he maybe could have got a head coaching job somewhere else. Um, I, I love it. I mean, I'm, I'm or, uh, Ted's wearing the lion's hat down there. He, he's ready to go. I mean, this is the hashtag since 57. Maybe it finally dies this year. I, they just got to 
they've got to not do the SOL stuff, you know, hopefully, yeah. you know, you never know in the NFL injuries Injury. and you know, all the yeah. other stuff that right. can happen in the NFL. You just never know. Um, you know, if, if golf can play the way that he did last year, you know, they, they've got a new running back, you know, we all like Jamal Williams, but he's gone, but Montgomery coming in, I really, I think is an upgrade. Obviously if he can stay healthy, Deandre Swift has to stay healthy. So it's all of that stuff that comes into play. But everything's there. If they knock the draft out, which Brad Holmes has a good history of doing that, 100%. They should be – I'd be – I don't know if they'll be the favorite in the North, but they definitely believe, should yeah, be. They, they will. I uh, think they, so. Yeah, I think they already are. We haven't even added a couple of pieces. What do you guys want to do uh, at the draft? Uh, do we want to trade it for a proven player? Trade them for a proven you know, uh, all-pro type player? Or are you guys just okay with just Brad Holmes? Let's see what you can get. Draft and draft and stash essentially. Before Ted, before you jump in, I still want them to go defense. So those I want them to make that defense a strength. They're already right there, you know, with these the free agent picks. I, I'd love to see them go defense with those first two picks and then start doing everything else. Because you can see the NFL is starting to trend towards instead of paying these veteran players those max deals a ton of money draft rookies where you can pay rookies you know on their rookie deals you know like kind of like what they're doing with Hutchinson right now they're not having to pay Hutchinson right now and he's maybe going to be you know an all pro caliber player I I, I want to see them just make that defense strong and the offense is fine offense is fine yeah to answer Jared's question I'm not sure what I would do with that uh, with the picks and trade but I'm going to trust Holmes whatever he comes yeah. up with he's my man <laughs> whatever he says goes with me right now and I I do tend to agree the SOL Lions they're gone they're they're uh, definitely gone here's what's you know funny kind of funny about a draft since it feels like we've kind of we just have a solid team I don't know if there's a position that if they drafted I would hate it right. draft yeah. offensive line strengthen your strength maybe uh, line wide receiver why not we might, we might be losing Chark let's Good add another wide receiver to the mix uh draft a tight end uh like Kincaid from Utah I love that pick too uh the only pick I don't want is and it seems like this is who everyone has the lines taken at six is Jalen Carter. Yeah, I didn't like what I saw from his is uh obviously the whole story with the backlash, you know, after the tragic event that happened after they, they celebrated they um celebrated their title. He looked, you know, apparently like 10 pounds overweight for yeah. his his uh uh what's the, the it's not pro day, right? Yeah. Uh, I just I don't want him. He doesn't seem like a lion, like that doesn't seem like the type of guys that the Lions have been grabbing uh and adding to their locker room. So I, I'm okay with passing on him, even if he might have the most talent. Yeah. yeah. Um one thing I will is just, I gotta correct something. Jamal Williams, I mean, from all the stories I've read, basically the Lions offered him a above market value deal. He said that it was a slap in the face offer. Goes and tests free agent, uh, the free agency market, and doesn't get nearly what the Lions were going to pay him. So I have to rescind my comment on how I didn't like that we didn't resign Jamal. I, you offer a guy a good deal, he thinks he's way better than that. I mean, you just got to let him walk. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's depressing. He seems to have kind of really shat on the Lions as soon as he left. Um, but it is what it is. You have to move on from him. Yeah, yeah which sucks because he was saying, you know, and. and press conferences and other appearances he was making he was talking about we run the north and you know all this other stuff i think he was trying to you know make a bid to re-sign with the lions so yeah to see that it maybe played out like that is kind of like eh, that sucks but also i wasn't that i wasn't that emotional or tied into it. it's not like barry sanders or it's mm-hmm. not like you know calvin johnson or matthew stafford it was like oh yeah cool you you know you had a good couple of years with us but all right like, i'm fine you know. One other question on the NFL, it, it kind of 
terrified me for a minute. I don't think it's going to happen, but Matt Stafford's going to end up somewhere. And I saw somebody had posted, <laughs> hey, why not Green Bay? <laughs> it makes no sense. No, that's no, I know. Point. I agree with you on that, but just interesting uh, to have that thrown out there. Yeah, the Rams I mean, seem to be dumping because who else? They, well, they got rid of uh, Ramsey. Who else did they get rid of? Someone else. They seem to be clearing cap space, which obviously yeah. Stafford makes a ton of I mean, money. They're entering a rebuild, essentially. Right. They I, are. I think, yeah, I mean, Aaron Donald's probably a year or two away from retirement. I mean, Cooper Cup is obviously a stud. Matthew Stafford, who knows what type of quarterback he'll be this year. Yeah, if I was the Rams, I'd deal him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get a Super Bowl out of him, and then I'd deal him. And honestly, if Stafford might retire if he gets dealt, he might not want to go to somewhere else. Yeah, I'll be curious to see how that plays out because he, you know, he's coming off kind of a, an off year. He was hurt all year, basically, but he's still young enough that he can be a, a good quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, you saw a team like uh, the the Raiders, you know, they signed Garoppolo. You think <laughs> Stafford would have been a pretty damn good fit right there, you know? Yeah. 49ers even go yeah. there, but yep, the NFL, see, this is what I mean. It, the NFL, the, the what are we end of March? Yeah. The NFL draft is still a month away. We haven't had football, NFL football in over a month. And it's still like headlines after headlines after headlines. Yeah. Hey, man, NFL is king. NFL is it's king. I'm, and if I'm, you can say baseball is America's pastime, but no nah, man, it, it's the NFL, at least here. I can't wait for draft day, obviously, and I can't wait for the schedule release. I think yeah. the Lions are gonna have a lot of prime time. Like, li- listen to what you just said. Ever, ever you had. can't wait for the schedule release. Think <laughs> Dude, about that. I mean, tell me. I mean, you the Thanksgiving, <laughs> you always go right to the Thanksgiving day. I think it's gonna be a yeah. great matchup this year. Probably um, gonna play the Chiefs in Germany. Oh, really? Um, Is that for real? Yeah, probably I mean, that's awesome. Uh, it's just I think there's going to be a lot of primetime games and just tough, get good, great matchups. I can't wait. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Can you imagine, like, Ted, you're the one to speak on this. I mean, Jared and I, too. But if the Lions actually turn into a legitimate contender mm-hmm. and not just a one-year, one-off, one year we make a little bit of a run. Like, they actually do something where we're good for a good four or five years. You know, we got a decent little run here. Can you imagine Lions fans, I don't know if they'll know what to do. I mean, <sighs> <laughs> like They'll think about the one out. year that that 1991 that they went to the NFC Championship. Yeah, I mean you, I was I was young for that. I kind of remember it, but you definitely remember it. But like stretch that over like a good four or five year, you know, little bit of a run. It would be insane to see. Yeah, that's what they need. And again, it just hurts me that 91 team was so close to making it to the Super Bowl talent wise. Yeah. I mean they had they had pretty much everything going for them and just got drilled by Washington in the second round. Well, we'll see what the Lions can do, and uh, it's going to be fun. No question about it. Well, let's move on from, from this to the prep spotlight right after this. Capital Sports Field House is the home of hit and pitch and a whole lot more. The 10,000-square-foot turf field can be used for all indoor sports training, including football, baseball, basketball, softball, soccer, and many other activities. Hit and Pitch has seven indoor batting cages with full pitching tunnel and the state-of-the-art Hit Tracks training system utilized by MLB organizations. Located in the old Capital Bowl J.C. Penny block on South Washington in Owasso, Michigan. For more details, call Capital Sports and Hit and Pitch at 989-472-4624 or online at capitalsportsfh.com. All right, guys, as you know, we're recording Tuesday morning. We got a Division III quarterfinal tonight from Ypsilanti Lincoln High School. Uh, Jared, you were saying that was Imani Bates. 
school before he decided to wander yeah. around. But uh, Langsburg, uh, big matchup tonight. Uh, they picked up a win in their regional championship over Michigan Center, 63-42. to Xander Woodruff, the big Z-man, 30 points, his third 30-plus game in four playoff games. That's pretty impressive. His senior brother, Eli, chipped in 13. And the Wolfpack will take on E-Course tonight which is led by a three-star recruit, uh, point guard supreme, averaging 30 points, 11 rebounds, first name Malik, a last name, and I'm sure I'm going to butcher it, Olafioy, but uh, he's a stud from everything I'm reading, uh, 30 points, 11 rebounds a game, being recruited by Power 5 schools like Arizona State, Boston College, number one seed, University of Houston Cougars. Uh, they're they're going to have their hands full with e-course. You know, a team plays – primarily a Detroit schedule with the different schools down there. It's going to be in, you know, like they say in boxing, it's all about the matchup. And this is going to be an interesting matchup with the styles of play. Not just, not just boxing. I mean, we've been talking about March madness. That's all March madness too. I mean, sometimes you just, you run up against a team that has a player like the, you know, like e-course has, and maybe you just don't match up or maybe he has an all-time night. I'll be very curious to see how it goes because yeah. Ted, you've been talking about it, and you know we we've been following Lanesburg, especially very closely after we had Coach Morrill on the team. They play everything basically. I feel like, at least in my, I haven't watched them with my own two eyes, but they play like a Tom Izzo team. They they obviously have a couple very good stars, you know, maybe they're leaders, but they play together. They play tough. They play very good defense. I know Jared, you were talking about their last game. It wasn't looking that good at first, but then they adjusted their defense and then basically ran away with it. You know, so they seem to be like that that Tom Izzo type of team mm-hmm. that plays together, you know, and they have their their couple stars that really, you know, score and carry the load. So you go up against a superstar type player like like what they're going to tonight, you know, we'll see what they do. But um, yeah, they can definitely win. I mean, they're there. You know, they, I mean, they, they have a they have a good like if you were like if they're like a mid-major team and you look at how they play. I mean, it would be the exact type of team that can spring an upset. I mean, they shoot the three ball four out of the you know five starters can all shoot the three so they can spread a team out. They don't turn it over. Honestly, I don't know if they had more than three or four turnovers against Michigan Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they have a star player uh, in Xander Woodruff, who, like you said, had 30 plus points. I mean, he can shoot it from anywhere on the floor. Uh, and he gets to the he gets to the line, shoots a lot of free throws. I mean, they're a fun team to watch. They're going to have to zone tonight, I would say yeah, for sure. I, I mean, too. they couldn't even really man up against Michigan Center, so hopefully they don't come out and man tonight. Uh, I would say they're just going to have to zone and kind of hope that E Course can't shoot them out of it. Uh, and, and we'll see. Should be a fun game. By the way, credit to the young man here with that Valley Sports piece you did yeah. on Langsburg. That turned out really nice, Jared. Yeah, yeah, it was fun to. I mean, tell their story. I mean, it's. You hope that you could see them, you know, uh, in in the championship game. We'll see. They got a long long road ahead. Their two toughest games, if they keep winning, coming up. But uh, yeah, it turned out well. It's a lot of fun yeah. to do it. It's cool, kind of seeing uh, getting some of those shout outs from the 2013 team. Because yeah, I mean, well, you think cool. about when you're in high school. I mean, those guys are like heroes to those kids. So right. it was just really For cool. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That, I, I I was gonna say that 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 was a cool part of of that feature. And yeah, I, I, that was it was really well done. I honestly, that was one of those. So I'm, I'm. This is like behind the scenes type stuff. But did you edit that, or what? What was your role in that feature? Help you know set it up, help prep questions, and then yeah, edited it. It's definitely one of those. You probably could have done a 10, 12 minute, but you have to cut it right. down to you know yeah. four, four and a half. Kind of fit in a half time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, any of our listeners kind of sometimes with those, you get so much good content. You know, obviously you could do go much, but they're like it's TV, so you gotta 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. If any of our listeners want to check it out too, it's on our three point podcast uh, site. We've downloaded that. So if you want to check it out, definitely do that before the big game tonight. Uh, I'm telling you right now, I don't know what's going to happen on the court, but I will say Langsburg will travel well. That gym is going to be a lot of red and white tonight. Yeah. Yeah. It's been cool. I I know I've mentioned it a few times that we've been talking about Langsburg. I have a connection with my family, you know, being in the community. Mm -hmm. And so my sister has kind of, texted me a few times or like kept me updated and and on our Facebook page, we've been getting a ton of uh, feedback and, you know, um, people commenting on posts, like, like sharing Jared's uh, Valley mm-hmm. sports feature and stuff. I really, I, I think we're, you know, we gain traction with when we follow, you know, the, the teams that are kind of near and dear to our hearts or whatever, you know, like in our, sure. our area, I think, I think these communities like to see the interviews we do with the coaches um, Ted, obviously you, you following and, and calling the games on the radio. I think players, I, I know I've said, it, I, I would have liked to go back after games and listen to your call of games and stuff like that. So I think it's really cool, you know, so hopefully, hopefully with this traction, we're picking up with, with the prep spotlight, mm-hmm. you know, more, more people see what we're doing. You talk yeah. attraction. I just wanted to throw this out real quick. You know, we started this thing off, what, three years ago or so. And, you know, just three yahoos from Shiawassee County original, but People, believe it or not, they'll say stuff to me just out of the blue. I'll be at Walmart or somewhere and, hey, I've enjoyed that last three-point podcast. I mean, three-point podcast. We have a name now. And I think it does It does grow from within, you know, right where we're headquartered here in the Shiawassee County area where we, we're we focused on. But it, it grows out. and it's, it's amazing, you know. I know people used to know me from the castle and all that. But now I'm hearing comments on three-point podcast, and that's really cool. Yep, it is. Especially, I, I love talk. I mean, it's but now that I'm you know distanced from the area, I, I, it makes me still feel like connected, you know, because I, I still really enjoy the high school sports in the area. So yeah. this, this helps me, you know, stay a little glued in. That's awesome. Also, speaking of this area, uh, the Ovidelsi girls final season came to an end. Uh, 45-41, they lost to Blissfield in the quarterfinals. Rodgers came up just short in their march to the Breslin. Braden Toker led the way with a dozen points. Ava Bates, another 11th grader, put up 11. And junior Evelyn Cole finished with 10. Marauders finished with a school record 22 wins. And they're going to be tough again next year as they uh, started four underclassmen this season so watch out for the ovid elsie girls next season and finally in uh the prep spotlight we've talked about it before we're getting a little traction at our former schools i'm starting to get emails now in reference to their esports team okay oh, right. and jared jared challenged me on this now the cavaliers esports team uh, they're in the rocket league they picked up a win over essexville garber 21 to 1 now listen to this whole thing the Cavs now stand alone in first place in division three the golden black have two students who are rated in the top five percent in the world and one is a freshman uh they take on uh, se- second place an undefeated lee high school uh tomorrow evening that's march 22nd at four o'clock you can follow them on twitch and uh, search and follow Cavs underscore esports. So, so little they esports are playing the wrap game, up for you. The game Rocket League is the game they're playing. Yeah. Do you know what I that see. game is? Essentially, you control a little like remote control car and you boot around a soccer ball. Okay. Is the game, just That's so kind of cool. It's a fun game. It's actually pretty fun. I've only played. I played a little bit, but it's funny to think that that's uh, that's the game that they're competing in. That's cool. 
how cool would it be just to go show up to, to their little uh, terminal area and do some play-by-play? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could hook right in. You could just do it right from your uh, your basement there, man. Uh, oh, that's right. right Twitch, man. Oh, my Stop goodness. On Twitch. Oh, that's all I need is to learn something else on the computer. I don't know. <laughs> but good luck to the Cavaliers, you know. It sounds like they're at the uh, at the starting point of something cool. This eSports, you, we've talked about it. It's going to do nothing but grow, you know. And somewhere down the line, we'll get Craig Luff, their uh, coach, and and talk a little bit more in depth of, about the Cavalier esports team. But more and more schools are certainly going to get into that, and that's that's just cool. We talked about it that more extracurricular activities yeah. in a high school is nothing but good. Yeah, get get more kids involved because you know it, it's good to do that kind of stuff. And it's funny because. You see, Jared, you definitely know. You probably know more than I do, but I, I just know from social media or whatever. People on Twitch or you know some of these guys who have gotten famous essentially from from playing video games and stuff. I mean, you get millions and millions of followers, and you get sponsors, and then you start mm-hmm. making money. I mean, it's it's no joke. Yeah, I mean, the biggest guy of them all is a big time Lions fan, Ninja. Right. Oh, is that right? Yeah. All right. All right, well, that wraps up that portion, guys. Let's uh, let's finish the podcast with uh, with a short entertainment tonight. Right after this, Success Group Mortgage and Servicing is Shiawassee County's only licensed mortgage broker, lender, and servicer. That means you get exclusive products not found anywhere else. If you are looking to purchase a home or refinance a home in Florida, Hawaii, or Michigan, stop what you're doing and give Success Group Mortgage and Servicing a call. 989-720-4380. That's 989-720-4380. All right, guys, I got I got like one thing. I just started watching last night. You know, we've talked about guys before that, you know, as a season ticket like Kevin Costner and some of the others. Bob Odenkirk, you know. From Breaking Bad and uh, Better Call Saul, he's got a new show just came out on AMC called Lucky Hank. He plays a, an English department chairman at a kind of a small college, and you just what you would expect from Odenkirk, offbeat, you know, interesting, creating controversy. The first episode was pretty well done. I'm looking forward to watching uh, more and more as it goes throughout the season. But last night was the pilot. I enjoyed it. I probably give it. Uh, the first show, probably 2.8 out of the three-point scale, but uh, okay. Odenkirk's solid. And that's uh, it, it. does it air on AMC, or is it like on-demand where you can binge the whole show? No, it's AMC, and it's week-to-week, you know, oh, okay. one of those deals. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm going to get to that one. Um, <laughs> just just as the your, your tie-in with Breaking Bad. I just never got to Breaking Bad, you know, so... Oh. Like that, that doesn't one. make me be like, oh, I gotta watch it. I gotta watch it. I know okay. Breaking Bad's like, like one of the best shows ever. I don't, I don't doubt that. But yes, it was. I was gonna ask. So there's a show that it's been out now. I, I forget what season it's on right now, but a new season just dropped. It's like the fifth or sixth, probably. And we've probably talked about it on Ted Entertainment tonight. But the the show is called You. Jared, right. did you ever get into that? Yes, I watched the the first three seasons. I watched the first episode of season four, and I and I, I bailed on it. Well, are That's you, the new one. Make, right? Yeah, are you making it through it? Well, we haven't started it. So what I was going to say is, yeah, we've we've watched it, the whole thing, and so when the new season came out, you know, we were like, oh, cool, you know, let, let's get to that. My wife is so like, even I am too, but my wife is so like, 
Uh, it's just the same thing over and over. It's one of those shows like it, it picked up so much steam early on and now it's just continuing to go, but it's the same. It's almost, it's almost like Yellowstone. It's almost like Yellowstone. How Jared, you started to say it just started. It got like a little mm-hmm. ridiculous. That's how this show was starting to be. Like, how is this dude still alive? <laughs> how is he not in jail? How is, you know, he not found out basically, we've watched the first few seasons though. So it's one of those, like, do we stick it out? You know, let, let's see, like, hopefully let's see how this plays out, but we have not started it. I know a lot of people are, it's one of those that is like trending, you know, pe- people yeah. on social media always talk about it, but Ted, did you ever get into that show? It's on Netflix. Yeah. I think we watched, I was, I'm going to say maybe six episodes in season one and it just kind of, kind of filtered off from our interest, you know, it was yeah. okay. Uh, but there, there is only, and as much TV as I watch, there is only so much time. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's like, yeah, it's a, I don't know what it was about four. And and it, and, I, and usually the, the show takes a little bit to get going in a season. Right. So maybe I gave up on it too quick, but it just, it just didn't have me. Uh, it didn't, yeah. it didn't grab me. Uh, and I have seen the first three seasons. Uh, Joe Goldberg is a classic character. I like him. Uh, the actor it was from famously John Tucker must die. It was the first time I ever saw him, but yeah uh no it's just one of those things i i think it's just kind of it's it's it it reached its peak and now it's kind of like halfway down the hill on its way Mm -hmm. to the bottom yeah cool so we're not missing anything (laughs) no No, i mean give it a shot i don't yeah we probably will england or something now so i don't know Uh, one one of these nights we'll probably be like all right let's let's give it a shot and i'm sure we'll both fall asleep halfway through (laughs) two things I'll report back on uh, real quick uh, before, uh, over spring break is I still haven't watched the last of us finale. I've been in oh, the bunker oh. for work and March madness. So honestly, I don't even know if I'll be able to get to it this week, mm-hmm. uh, but it will be watched before our next uh, podcast recording. And then Mandalorian, a show that I love. I mean, I'm a star Wars guy, Pedro Pascal. He's in that one, even though you never even see his face, he's great in it. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a great story. John Favreau uh, directs it or produces it. One of the, I think produces it. Uh, it's a great show, and I know they just came out with a few episodes this year, so I'm looking forward to catching up on that too. Yeah. So you are into all those. So are you're a Star Wars guy? Do you watch all anything no. Star Wars? Everything Disney telling... Plus puts out everything. No, everyone's been telling me I need to watch Andor. Apparently, yeah. that's a great show. I haven't. No, Mandalorian. I love the Mandalorian. It is. He's he's a he's a badass man. Uh, they he just I love guys who he's I mean he's a bounty hunter, and you just he he gets out of every situation. He's, you know, a killing machine. Uh, it's just awesome. I love it. So he's an intergalactic bounty hunter. Is that I mean, what he is? If you, how familiar are you? He's like, he's Django Fett, man. It's basically what he is. Boba Fett. From I'm, not that, I'm not that familiar. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, all, it's all, like, yeah, they're basically like trained to like kill. He's like uh, a superhero, but with a gun in his hand. Wow. Well, I might have to check it out. What is there only, there's only a couple seasons right now or Two am I seasons, way behind? Yeah. No, two seasons, and this okay. is season three. All right. I've, I might... I've heard people say because I'm not a Star Wars guy either, but I've heard people say Mandalorian is a series that like you you don't need to know anything about Star Star Wars to watch standalone. Yeah, it is. It is. That sounds like that could that could suck me in. I might check that out. Do you have Ted? Do you you have every other streaming? Do you have Disney Plus? I do have Disney Plus. Oh. Yeah. In fact, I'm in the middle of you know the little entertainment tip. I'm about ready to cut the cable. Okay, Uh-oh. it's just getting too expensive. I mean, you know, it's just I don't even want to say what I pay for my cable TV, but I'm trying to get the best service. I was thinking about let me throw this out there to you guys. You guys are way on top of this more than me. 
uh, I was thinking about maybe just getting a subscription to Hulu Plus, which has all the ESPNs, uh, has a Big Ten network. And then I was thinking about, okay, I'll add my streaming services like HBO Max. I'll pay separately for that. I'll add uh, Bally Sports, which is a little pricier than I really wanted to pay. But got to have that. Uh, what do you guys think about that? Do you guys have cable? Well, I mean, Are you cable, streaming everything? Cable, how much do you pay on cable? I, I, we gotta I, ask I don't want to say. Let's just put it this way. Including Wi-Fi. And I have, like I said, I have HBO Max. I have Showtime. I think I'm pushing. I don't know for sure because my wife's my accountant. But I think we're up to 230 240 a month. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's getting to the point, honestly, where... Before you do, I because yeah, we don't have cable. We we just you know stream everything. I would do the math and see yeah. what it ends up being. Because, I did. And it was about a hundred dollars less. Okay. If, if I streamed all yeah, it, I watch. If you if you do all of those services, you could end up paying almost that same amount. Because if you're going to stream everything, you want to make sure that you've got the highest level internet that you can get. Yeah. Because you don't want to have some low tier internet where your you know streaming isn't working. Mm-hmm. So you're paying for internet. Uh, we we do get our live TV through Hulu. Um, okay. I get I get a discount through work, but you know, so you get Hulu Live where you get all your TV, yep. everything that Hulu offers, and then if right. you do the bundle, you can get ESPN Plus and Disney Plus with that. You get a little mm-hmm. bit of a discount. Right. You add on HBO. Yeah. If you add on Paramount or you yep. know something like that, which I already you know, have, I have that. Right. So if you start adding on all those things, you know, like if you've already done it, I was going to say, do the math and see if you would actually save money. Right. Um, well, the big question mark is the password sharing. You know, Netflix keeps threatening oh, and, that and you're Netflix. not going to be able to do that. And I do have, I'm sharing on some of the ones I already have. I believe it got canceled. I, I don't think that's actually going to happen. I think there's enough backlash where they said they're not going to do that. Oh, good, um, good. I but mean, Hulu and what, Disney, is, those ones you can't share the password. Right. Isn't right. this, Ted, isn't this what you, you're built for this? I mean, just give them a, give them a ring, say you're going to cancel, have them drop it by 50 bucks and, and keep your same setup. Well, I might do that too, but they've gotten a little tougher on that. You know, that's not as easy as it used to be. You know, you'd automatically get a big discount where you wouldn't pay any more than you're already paying. You know, they thought, oh, we got a special promotion that we can hook you up with, you know, but those days are a little bit gone. I have run out of luck the last time I did it. So we'll see. I will check with you, Matt, before I pull the trigger on anything, because I I trust you would know all the ins and outs out there. Not that Jared wouldn't, but yeah. Do you, what do you have, Matt? Do you, I have YouTube TV is what I use. Yeah, we, we use Hulu for our TV, um, for, for our live TV. And then, you know, we have, we have the bundle with Disney plus and ESPN plus, but yeah, we get Hulu, Hulu's channels and YouTube TV's channels are all pretty similar. Okay. You know, you get all the TBS, all the Turner stuff, TBS, TNT, you know, all those, all the ESPN stuff, all the Disney channels, obviously like us with the kids, um, all the other, and then you get DVR too. So I know Ted, you love your DVR. Well, let me ask you this because we're going down a rabbit hole. I was yep. I, I was intrigued by that. Now, it's like unlimited DVR time. Is that true? And is it easy to operate? I think it's easy to operate. It might take you a minute. It's different than you know your Directv guide right. and you know stuff like that. It might just take you a minute to figure it out. But no, I I think the interface is easy. Um, maybe just because I've been using it for a while, but um i yeah it has all the sports channels it has yeah. it has big 10 network fs1 yeah. you know you can add on the bally sports stuff obviously like down here i don't get bally sports detroit i right. get like bally sports south and you know those ones but yeah. hmm. um, so you could add that on so 
it's upcoming. I know I'm going to do it. Yep. And if you bundle stuff, you know, you get a little bit of a discount. Um, yeah. So, and it, it, it is nice too, because you can take it, whether you use a Roku or a fire stick or, you know, whatever I you use. Fire use. stick. Yeah. You, you travel a lot, take yep. your fire stick with you, plug it into your hotel or wherever you're at and watch it, watch everything you want. So, oh man, I've got to get into the new world. I love it. I, yeah. I guess what my next mission is, is I had, I looked at my DVR. Okay. All the shows I have on my DVR. Man, I got some clearing out to do before I turn in. <laughs> yeah, dude, right. I don't know, man. The DVR thing, I, it's not going to be as, as as good of an interface as what you have currently. So no. It... Well, that might be a trade-off. If it's 100 bucks savings a month, I think it's a pretty fair trade-off, you know, yeah. especially now that I'm easing into full retirement, Jared. Yep. What can I tell you? All right, guys, I think we made it through another one. Matt, I'm sure you're itching to get down to Disney. Uh, we yeah. can't wait to hear about that when we come back and record the next episode, which will be 260. This has been the Three Point Podcast presented by Memorial Healthcare's Now Community Wellness Center and SkyMet Cannabis. I, I know you're you're going to Disney, and that's just going to be a blast. What, what resort are you staying at? So we're staying this time. It's called Art of Animation. Mm-hmm. There's obviously, there's a bunch of different resorts at Disney. This one... Uh, all the rooms are themed after, awesome. you know, movies. Like we're staying in a car's room. Oh. Uh, my parents are staying in a little mermaid room. Um, <laughs> the, the pools have statues. I mean, it looks like you're in a Disney movie all over the resort. So that's what I mean. As, as fun as it is going to the parks, sometimes the day's just kicking yeah. it at the hotel is just as fun, yeah. you know, and the pool and stuff like that. So yeah, Tell I you, Jared, Jared, you got to get down there one of these times. You gotta Definitely. Uh, well, I, the last thing I'll throw out there is right now I'm in the midst of trying to get a Delta credit card. So, ooh, I got one. Delta I just signed up for one. Seems like a no-brainer, man. So then I give, can go to Florida for free, man. Give me a reference when you sign up, and I get to I think twenty-five thousand points ooh, when you sign up. Of course, you you're just you're just in in for your own freaking pocketbook, <laughs> Jared. You got you got to. Point point Matt, Matt, it's all about the hustle, isn't know, it, Matt? Did you sign you up online, do... or how did you do it? How do you think Ted has made his career in sales? Absolutely. <laughs> you got to. You got to hustle, brother. Help How your you, uncle if out. You, if you point me in the right direction to sign up, which hopefully in person somewhere, then I will do it. All right. Sounds good. I got my AMX and I'm ready to go, man. I think I signed up. I got 90,000 miles just to start with. Yeah. So Those those points and stuff you can get, they, they sure come in handy absolutely all right well yeah <laughs> <laughs> we'll wrap this thing up sky mint cannabis one of our great sponsors uh over 15 locations in the state of michigan check out their sky mint reserve if you're over 21 go online at skymint.com check out the latest deal sign up for the rewards program gift cards available check out the corona store 3.20 just tell them that's our code and they'll give you 20 percent off sky mint products for all new customers also, we're definitely happy to be teamed up with Memorial Healthcare's Wellness Center. It's a whole lot more than a gym. New for current members, free stretching classes or hour-long stretching classes kind of based on yoga. I might be signing up for some of that. Got to get my shoulders all loosened up. And they got another big open house coming up at the end of April. Just all kinds of stuff with the SkyTrack area, the sauna, the steam room. It's all good. Check it out. Go online, memorialhealthcare.org. Also want to thank our other partners, which include AZ Printing Solutions, Capital Sports Fieldhouse, Crow Real Estate and Auction, Nelson House Funeral Homes, Rivals Tap House and Grill, and Success Group Mortgage and Servicing. Check us out on uh, social media at 3 Point Pod. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. 
uh, Go Langsburg, fellas, right? It's going to be an interesting yep. contest. Uh, you can check it out, the video on the NFHS network and also on radio on Z92.5.com. Peace and love, everybody. Be kind. Thanks for listening. Hey, gang, please consider a donation to the ALS Association Michigan chapter, serving people with ALS and their families since 1988. There still is no cure for Lou Gehrig's disease, and every 90 minutes, someone is diagnosed with ALS. For more details, go online at webmi.alsa.org. Three Point Podcast is a Sportsnet Michigan Three Point Podcast production. Subscribe and share on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or any of your favorite podcast hosting sites. Comments and questions can be sent via social media at Three Point Pod or by email to Three Point Pod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.